Welcome to Nature Backed Podcast of Single Earth. In this series, we will be talking with investors about their strategies, how they are making their decisions, and how they see their sustainable investment scene developing. My name is Tarmo Virki, and I will be your host in this series. In this episode zero, I will be speaking with uh, co-founder Andrew Haaslight, CTO of Single Earth, how Single Earth is involved in a green investment scene and what to look out in the future episodes uh, of uh, Nature Backed. When I first heard of Single Earth, for me the idea of uh, somebody trying to change the, uh, in a way change the world, uh, change the financial system sounded really intriguing. Could you explain in a few words what Single Earth is doing in you know in changing the financial world. Well, what we have done so far in the world—not single earth, but we as a humanity—we have been optimizing the economic processes quite a lot to be able to maximize profits and things like that. But somewhere in the middle, we have forgot that this will put more and more strain on ecology, and not only that we're talking about the raw material, but our footprint actually has become quite large. And I was just bedazzling the other day somebody saying that since the day I was born, the world population has doubled. And this is something people don't get it, that uh, that there are actual human beings alive and not probably looking too old, which have born where we had a little less than 4 billion people on this earth. So, so we have forgot that we are putting a lot of strain as a secondary uh, sort of, not emissions really, but a secondary ecological footprint. And unless we are learning how to account this secondary footprint and how to account the ecosystem in the equation of the economic processes, we're going to just strain it because nobody knows how to calculate it. So single Earth's most sort of uh, prominent goal is to be able to provide the means and measures and an ecosystem to be able to trade with uh, services which never had a price tag before. How, how, how are you doing it? Um, imagine that you are a landowner today and you have some trees growing there. And in year 2021, nobody will pay you for having those trees there. Yes, they will pay you when, or somebody will pay you when you cut trees down and sell it as a timber. And yes, everybody else will come nagging after you saying that clear cutting isn't a nice thing and you're destroying the habitat and you're being in general a very bad person because you are cutting trees. But as a matter of fact, there's no other way of capitalizing it because you will probably not be able to sell some sort of berry picking or, or mushroom picking licenses more <laughs> enough that um, that it would make a lucrative business and frankly outside a green enthusiast nobody really cares about what lives there or what doesn't yet yet nevertheless have a price tag on any of that and that we don't even know the taxonomy of it so far so what singular does is that we are modeling what your land is worth, and not worth by the financial value, but, but what kind of ecosystem services your land provides to the general public or for the overall good of us on the planet. We build models around it, 
learn how to calculate and create a taxonomy around it and make those goods tradable. So I think the simplest, in a simplest form, you can imagine that your trees, which are growing, could theoretically absorb some carbon if they are at the right age and if they are at the right, um, right sort of life cycle. And this carbon sequestration is sort of calculated in general plans of the governments, but nobody pays you for that, that your land is sequestering carbon. You get nothing out of it. So the fact that your land actually does provide those services is by single self could be monetized. Mm-hmm. We are hearing a lot about carbon these days. Uh, the other week we visited Slush where it felt like half of the startups were talking about carbon and and bunch of the investors too. Are you seeing, uh, is, is there some kind of the boom in the carbon sector startups? Yeah, well, I was talking with some of the investors there and they said that when we started with Single Earth two years ago, we were pretty much one of the very few who dealt with that. Now they are seeing a cumbrum explosion of all kinds of um, green startups, mostly labeled now as a climate tech, not even a green tech, but uh, but there is the entire new sector called climate tech trying to tackle with these problems and each and everyone coming up with their idea and solution what could what could save save the planet. At the same time, when we started two years ago, nobody spoke about that the ecosystem services would have a price because most of that worked on this sort of pledge or donation or government support basis. I think in the last 12 months we have started to hear from universities and from governments that ecosystem services are something which should have financial value and we have to learn how to calculate it. So, so yeah, well, the world is, uh, the world is moving towards it and, and a lot of companies trying to trying to capitalize on it. We were there earlier than others, but uh, but it um, is certainly something what has to be the global effort that uh, that we would be able to, to put it on the, everybody's mind that these things which so far have only had the psychological value actually are the cornerstones of uh, what the life on this planet is made from we need we need birds and bees and all other creatures on the planet because if we focus 100% on the global warming and trying to suck as much carbon out of atmosphere as possible sacrificing everybody else yes it will be one cooler planet probably but we might very well find that we are alone and starving on it because we had thrown everything else away in the process mm-hmm. and looking at the bigger picture of course uh, I mean you know, more the merrier to actually succeed. Uh, you know, we need more brains, uh, more, more crazy ideas uh, how the world could be changed, right? The world is much bigger place than we used to think of. Uh, we are talking about the very simplistic, almost like uh, like caricaturistic scheme of you have trees, trees absorb carbon, this carbon could be sold. That is not even the tip of the iceberg. This is, we are talking about carbon and trees because this is what everybody is used to see and used to talk about. And we've been dealing with uh, carbon emissions and then trying to calculate everything in carbon equivalents for the last couple of decades. We have much bigger things in our hand, uh, what we have to save. It's uh, biodiversity. We are in in some 
in some opinions, we are in the process of the next mass extinction with, uh, with every day literally hundreds and thousands of species uh, disappearing uh, somewhere. And uh, we are not able to figure out what the consequences of this extinction is. Some of them are probably more important to our own lives than we even can imagine. So, uh, so we, we have to figure out how to, how to save that. And we are somehow in the past decade have been talking a lot about forests and how the ecosystems are degrading. Our own Baltic Sea next to our doorstep is more or less uh, dead. About half of it doesn't have any 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 life because we have uh, we have somehow ended up creating an ecosystem which is dying at us. The, the whole Blue Carbon Initiative and and attempts to uh, to save the oceans and water bodies from uh, from becoming uh, carbon um, uh, carbon active or, or actually releasing the carbon which they have been storing over the over the thousands and then hundreds of thousands of years this is this is something which has no now only becoming an issue the mm. thing is oceans don't belong to anybody we don't have an ownership for the oceans and this collective ownership as some large-scale communistic experiences have shown is not the best form of maintaining something so we have huge problems there and if uh, world's ocean are deciding to release all their carbon all at once we can plant everything else which grows something full of trees and it's not still going to be enough to to absorb it so mm. that that's the scale of the things we are working at so so basically the the kind of environmental challenge is massive on the background, the you know investments, uh, or let's say the financial world, has been focusing on uh, quarterly profits. Uh, the challenge of this podcast is also to, or is to see how the how eventually the investors will be able to you know see value in the in the ecosystem services and how money, which today maybe is put in the efficiency of a coal plant could be eventually going into the I don't know, ocean? I think it's even going beyond that okay. because a certain Mr. Musk has serious plans of terraforming Mars and uh, we think we can do it and we have come up with uh, models what a lot of people are missing, or, or pretty much everybody is missing at this point, is that we are in the process of terraforming Earth, or we are going to be in the process of terraforming Earth, because we have to measure what's going on. We have to figure out what is the best environment the planet and ourselves would be sustainably able to keep. And we have to take the necessary actions that this would happen. And the whole debate, is it man-made? Is it something that we have polluted? Is it the seasonality on, on large scale, like 1,000 or 10,000 year cycle? Is it an ice age? Is it uh, something else? The fact is, we have hypotheses, and some of them proving better than others. But at the end, it is what it is. We measure, we see that it's going to go into the direction what is not suitable for humankind. And we have to take the necessary action that this process would go in a different way, no matter if we are the reason for that or, or, or if we uh, or if we just are observers of the another mass climate cycle. 
regardless of that, this is this is going to affect all of us. So, so it's 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 not only that should we use atomic energy or should we use burn coal or should we should we go hydro energy or should we go something else. It is actually that we have to take this big picture and figure out what can we do. And it, it, it's not only energetics; it's everything else as well. Mm-hmm. It is terraforming planet Earth, literally. <laughs> That's a nice, um, <clears throat> or maybe not so nice, challenge we will be facing in the in the coming months and years. Andrew, going back to the this um, you know nature-backed finance world, uh, single Earth is trying to build. I mean, you do you're talking about the end of the world here. What money has to do with it? Money is what drives it all around, and. So far, we have looked at our capital investments only from the gains perspective, that if we create something, then how much profit it will make. And if investors are investing somewhere, then what will be the best return on that money? And we've been optimizing all the processes based on, well, literally, like what's good for the shareholders. It is happening already, but, but we need a whole lot more attention towards that the capital would also seek that our environment would sustain so that the money everybody is making is possible to spend on the planet before it overheats and goes to hell. So single earth is basically part of that. We are creating a system and methodology and also some apparatus and means around it so that we would be able to actually create a sustainable financial system which supports all those efforts. Yeah. Thanks, Andros. And, you know, looking at the development of the sustainable financial systems, uh, we will be going much deeper in the upcoming episodes of uh, Nature Backed Podcast. Thank you for listening and uh, we'll be back. Yeah, thank you. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wannabet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wannabet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement. Inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.